Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. So I thought it'd be fun to cover what predictions have been made by the Fox television hit show, The Simpsons. The Simpsons. (laughs) As we all know, we love The Simpsons. And as you know, the um, creator of The Simpsons is a uh, guy from Oregon. I believe he grew up in Portland. For those of you who don't know, there is a section of Portland, uh, Oregon, where um, there's a variety of streets in there. They start in alphabetical order. And anyway, there's three streets up there that I guess Matt Groening used for characters in The Simpsons. There's mm-hmm. Lovejoy. Yep. Um, there's uh, Quimby. Mm-hmm. And there is Flanders. So Flanders, Quimby, and Lovejoy are all streets up in northwest Portland um, that is said that that he got as name references for characters on the show. Mm-hmm. So there you go. A little bit of trivia for you people who don't know anything about The Simpsons or Portland. <laughs> That's how we're connected. And how does Simpsons tie in with the paranormal and paranoid? Well, I... You know, for a long time, people have talked about how The Simpsons has predicted world events and things. And so I thought it would be interesting to look at what they have actually predicted. So um, I went ahead and did some research on that. Um, And the first thing I got, well, actually, there's a whole there's a whole bunch. In fact, I didn't even do all of them. Is there so many? There's so many. In 1995, in the episode entitled Lisa's Wedding you can see a shot of the Big Ben Tower of London, and just behind it, you can see a tall pointed skyscraper. Many people have indicated that this is the Shard Building because it looks like the Shard Building. It has the same pointy top, which was built 14 years after the episode aired. No, it did? And sits in roughly the same spot as the building in the Simpsons episode. Yes. So here, Carol, I'll show you. That is super creepy. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Because I'm very familiar with the Ben Tower. The Big Ben? The Big Ben Clock Tower. That's famous. Okay. Uh, but I am I don't remember what the building looks like behind it. So there is, this is from that episode. Yep. Here's Big Ben, mm-hmm. and here's this weird looking building, right? Right. So this is the Shard Tower. The Shard Tower looks like some future age... Like, ooh, it's all window, shiny building with a spire. And it looks just like The Simpsons. It looks just like that. It looks just like that. It's a very unique looking structure. So did somebody get inspiration from The Simpsons? Maybe. Maybe they were like, hmm, we're going to put a building here. What should we put? I know. Let's watch an episode of Lisa's Wedding from The Simpsons and just see what they put up there. I think that's an excellent idea. All architecture (laughs) should come from The Simpsons. I think so, too. FaceTime calls and smartwatches were also predicted in 1995, 20 years before they actually became a thing. I didn't know that. Which, if you think about it, um, FaceTime, that's been predicted for years, that we can see each other when we call. Right. Right. So that's not necessarily special to The Simpsons. That was even in the Jetsons, I think, where people were talking to each other on. Yes, totally. But with um, 
smartwatches, we've had like a um, sort of evolution of watches. Mm -hmm. That could also be something that would be easy to predict. I think it's pretty good for what we have today. The Simpsons predicted Siegfried and Roy's tiger attack in 1993. I heard that. Ten years before one of their famous white tigers attacked Roy. That one was pretty obvious, though. Don't you see that building and the tigers over the years? Like, they're like, I'm going to fucking take you out. I mean, come on. Yeah, I just think it's just odd that they focused on that circus act because there's so many dangerous circus acts. And so it's like, why those two specifically? Yeah. And... Just everything was right on. The white tiger, everything. Are they still alive? Yeah, they got mauled, but they're alive, I believe. Yeah, I know, but didn't one of them pass away? Let's research that. We'll have to pull that up. Let's see. The magician survived an attack by a 380-pound tiger who bit his neck during a show at the Mirage Las Vegas in 2003. But he did die um, on... From a mosquito bite? (laughs) (laughs) He died of complications related to coronavirus. I thought he died a long time ago. That's weird. That's weird that you would even Hmm. question it. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. There you go. He's gone. The Simpsons predicted that the USA would beat Sweden in curling at the Olympics eight years before it happened. And you have to describe what curling is because some people don't know. It's I don't even know. Oh, you don't? It's that thing where you've got that weird thing on the ice and then you've got like a broom and you're sweeping in front of it and it moves it down the ice. I don't know what that is. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't even know where it came from, to be honest. And I used to be an ice skater and I still don't get it. Who came up with that idea? Like, where did that come from? Okay, let's find out where curling is. Let's, <laughs> yeah, do. I actually really want to know. Uh, do you? You want me to pull up where did curling yeah, come where from? Where did curling come from? Because what the hell, man? It came from Scotland. It's one of the world's oldest team sports. Curling originated, originated in the 16th century in Scotland, where games were played during winter on frozen ponds and locks. The earliest known curling stones came from the Scottish regions of Stirling and Perth and date from 1511. So there you go. And they're just like stones that they just wanted to push across the lake. But now they look like Roombas. They do with handles on them. Yeah. And they're very heavy. It's like they're trying to get fit while yeah. they're I don't, pushing them along to I build muscles. I don't know. It's just the weirdest thing. So the Simpsons predicted that Lady Gaga would fly over a crowd hanging from wires four years before her Super Bowl performance in which she flies over the crowd hooked to wires. In 2000, they predicted Donald Trump would be president, and we all know how that turned out 16 years later. That one was actually a pretty good guess, because for a long time he said he wasn't going to run. Yeah, I think I think for a long time people were asking him. Like, oh, I remember there was an interview where Oprah wanted him to run for yeah, president. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, and he had no no desire to do it then. Right. So, so for them to come out in two thousand and say and then say he has. Yeah. 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 But didn't they predict also um, Lisa as president? Yes. In two thousand eight, they showed a scene where Homer 
tries to vote for one candidate, and the machine automatically selects the opposite candidate. In the next election, what? this malfunction actually happened with voting machines. <laughs> and it's it's an actual voting machine mm-hmm. that does it. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, isn't that funny? That is hilarious. So all the people out there who are like, don't trust the machines, you're right. Because, because you know why? The, the Simpsons predicted it. Yeah, because the Simpsons know what they're talking about. And they about. don't lie. The Simpsons don't lie. They don't. In 1998, a scene from the episode The Wizard of Evergreen Terrace, Homer is seen writing a scientific equation on a chalkboard. The equation actually predicts the mass of the Higgs boson particle, but proof that the Higgs boson particle even existed didn't happen until 2013, 15 years after Homer's calculations. Before that, it was just a theory. Oh. How did how would they know the mathematical? Formula? I'm not sure if this. I think that there was a theory that the Higgs boson existed, and perhaps his equation was part of the theory about its mass. But the fact is, the the mathematical equation he writes on the board is the mass of the Higgs boson, <laughs> which is pretty okay, fucking crazy. That is, um, so. Somebody here. I'm sorry. The equation predicts the mass of the Higgs boson. Oh, predicts it. It predicts the mass. Yeah. But it, I don't think it's an invalid equation. Like, it is a correct equation for predicting the mass of the Higgs boson. Okay. Somebody at the Simpsons is a time traveler. Is a uh, rocket scientist. A time traveler and a mathematical genius, apparently. Something. Very smart people on that show. In the 1990s, the Simpsons predicted that our pollution of lakes and rivers would result in us finding three-eyed fish, which was found to be true in 2011 (laughs) when an Argentinian fisherman caught a three-eyed fish. Oh, my gosh. just keeps getting better all the time. A three-eyed fish. A three-eyed fish. In 2010, they predicted that, okay, I'm going to have a hard time with this name, Bengt Art Holstrom would win a Nobel Peace Prize, which he did in 2016, six years later. I don't know who he is. Don't ask me. (laughs) And it would be one thing if, like, they had, you know, multiple episodes where, like, various people were getting nominated for Nobel Peace Prize. But it just so happens the very one that they decide to select is the one that got chosen six years later. They probably knew he was on some kind of trajectory for changing the world somehow. And they're like, you know what? That guy is going to win the Nobel Peace Prize. What if the Simpsons are really the people who rule everything what if they're the shadow government <laughs> what what if the simpsons know all they're true yes. they're truly from the future the simpsons writers are the illuminati let's put that out there right now i just want everyone to recognize that that's what's going on the deep dark web ran by the simpsons writing team in the 2020 treehouse of horror episode they predicted a dark and dystopian world dominated by robots and the ending of democracy. But the eerie part was in that episode that aired in 2012, they showed the Electoral College red-blue state map for the Obama v. Romney election. And it's pretty close to how the states actually voted on November 3rd, 2020 in the Biden versus Trump election. Interesting. So, yeah, they adequately predicted which states would be red and which would be blue. Though they were they were actually off on a couple of them, and they were off on the election because that was back in Obama's. Yeah, so that again, but that's you're really kind of grasping at straws for that one. Yeah, but I do think it was kind of funny how they were predicting like end times and stuff like that. So here's a couple things that they have predicted that have not happened yet. Um, they and one of the episodes they have Ivanka 
for 2028 to run for president. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they are predicting robot doctors. Robot doctors. Which isn't too far off. I could see us having a so robot doctor. all the doctors that listen to us, because we know most highbrow people are listening to us mm -hmm. with PhDs. Yeah. Well, that's who we're we, that kind of show. That's who we appeal to. That's who we attract for <laughs> sure. That's definitely our audience. All, all of these <clears throat> PhD doctors, I would start looking into robotics, man, because you're going to be those robots are scary. Yeah, you're going to be a robot, a robotic uh, handler. You are. Um, they also predicted, interestingly enough, being the first one of the first families to go to Mars, and they predicted they would be going in 2026. But according to our good friend Elon Musk, he's planning to start a Mars colony in 2022. So they're not too far off on we the date. beat the curve on that one. Yeah. So that's as far as I got in the video uh, that talked about doing um, <laughs> predictions that haven't come true yet for the, uh, for the Simpsons. But that is some of the predictions. Now, there were a lot more, but those are the ones I thought were the most compelling. Yeah. You know, I always found it really creepy, like when you'd hear somebody dying in the news and you don't ever remember it on the Simpsons until somebody points it out online and says, Oh, Prince was already featured as dying on the Simpsons. Right. And you're like, what was he? You go back. Oh yeah. He was. Uh -huh. Yeah. When was he featured dying on the Simpsons? Oh, I don't have the exact date, but it was before he died. This one's incredibly creepy, and I just sort of stumbled across it, and apparently it's become a thing. Um, it's kind of like, you know, there's some parts of the country that have the El Chupacabra. We have Bigfoot up here in the Northwest. Well, apparently Fresno, California has something called a Nightcrawler. Oh. And it's really creepy looking. Um, so there is a guy in Fresno who had security cameras um, shooting all the property around his house. And one day he was looking at the footage and he caught something walking across his lawn late at night. And I'll show you what it looks like, Carol. What do you think that is? Okay, somebody's doing genetic experiments on nah. like a cross between a Dalmatian and a human. Here's another video from a park also in California. There's two of them. Okay, that's Willy Wonka's oompa loompas there <laughs> so basically what the fresno nightcrawler is um it looks like essentially a pair of pants just walking just walking in their long white billowy pants and they're just walking and then where the the crotches where the, the waist <laughs> is Crotch. you kind of see a head like you see some eyes yeah. and so it's just legs with eyes and that's all it is and they just quietly walk um, very strangely walk very broken walking like they don't have knees like they're just straight legged walking yeah, I know and it's really it almost looks creepy. like a pair of scissors it does it looks like a pair of scissors if you had scissors for legs yarn. that's what they would look like yes yeah. Edward scissors, scissor hands cousin and they're thin and they're just really fucking weird they're super weird so, you know, it's hard to say if this is um, some kind of trick of, of visual effects, but, you know, they've only been seen a couple of times. Like, people haven't really tried to recreate them. There was one guy who tried, but it didn't look the same. Um, so I don't know what they are. 
I just thought I would throw that in there. That for is super bizarre. Anybody who is curious, um, who wants to check them out or who thinks they know what they are, let us know because we would love to know. They're just weird. And of course, I'll put the link for the video up on the, our website so you guys can see it too. The last part of my paranormal news. Um, do you remember, Carol, last season I did a story on the Skinwalker Ranch? Oh, yeah. That was a great story. Oh, thank you. So... Um, right after, I believe, right after my story aired, um, the History Channel came out with a reality show about the Skinwalker Ranch. I remember that. Yeah. I was just like, oh, the material on this show, we should have had yeah. it come out before yeah. ours so we could so, pull well, from it. Exactly. It's called, the show is called The Secret of the Skinwalker Ranch. And I binge watched, I think there's like eight episodes um, and it's a reality show. So I binge watched all eight and I'm just essentially going to give you an update of what's going on at Skinwalker Ranch now. Awesome. And I love, it's just the creepiest place. It's so creepy. And um, I just, I'm doing the bare brush over the whole show. There's a lot more detailed information. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more things that I don't even cover here. So if you guys are interested in knowing like the full the full information, definitely go into the History Channel and check out the show um, because what they're finding there is really fascinating and kind of disturbing, but it is also a reality show and it comes off very much like a reality show. So I don't know, like I'm always very um, unsure how much to trust reality shows because they always feel so scripted to me. But when I watch this, I'm like, if what they're finding is legitimate and true, um, it's absolutely fascinating. I hope it's not fascinating made up or horrifying and horrifying. I, I hope it's not made up for the cameras. I hope it's real legit stuff because what the, what they experienced out there was amazing. It was pretty amazing. And it's something like it's hardcore concrete, but there's so much weird shit that they're trying to study and they're having a hard time studying it because it's not really scientifically explained yeah. all they know is that there's something going on that they're trying to figure out what exactly it is and the more information they collect is leading them to kind of go okay there's something happening and we're just trying to figure out what exactly that is but it's leading them deeper and deeper into the mystery so what are some of the best things about this show that they've uncovered so i'll just um tell you i'm going to walk you through all of those things um, so the last time we talked about this, the um, ranch was owned by a guy, a, a millionaire or billionaire, I'm not sure which, Robert Bigelow, and he had sold the ranch to some undisclosed company. Well, he actually sold it to a real estate developer named Brandon Fugel, and he was the one owning the ranch, and, and he put up all the signs like, do not come out here, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, he decided to make a deal with the History Channel to do this reality show. And so he's heavily featured on the show, and he brought out a, a bunch of um, scientists He's got like, I don't know, two or three scientists out there. He's got a, a ranch hand out there. Um, he's got a variety of people who are out there studying what's going on at this ranch. The first thing I'll talk about is they found a dead cow on the ranch. Now, that's not abnormal to find a dead cow on the ranch. But the thing about the Skinwalker Ranch is that it is known for cow mutilations. So they have found a lot of dead cows on the property that have been mutilated in weird ways. Like the surgical cuts, the surgical blood cuts, drained, the eyes are gone, gone, organs are missing, all yep. of that shit, right? So they find a dead cow. It has not been mutilated. But one thing that they have all over the property are surveillance cameras capturing everything that happens all the time. So they went back 
it's a it's a young healthy cow they have no idea why it's dead so they go back to where they found her and they pull up the surveillance camera footage to look at what happened to this cow and they see her she's not dead yet she's laying on her side and it's like she's trying to get up but she can't and they notice that there are no other cows around her she's all by herself so she's trying to get up and then and she can't and she just seems to be struggling on the ground and then they look up and there is a bright shiny object flying above the tree line right above the cow oh my god so they're like so what the hell is that thing up in the sky and it's directly above that cow. And as we know about UFO aliens and uh, flying spaceships, they love to fuck with cows, right? They love cows. They, they love cows. suck them up in their ships, don't they? They do all sorts of shit to cows. So um, anyway, that is what they see. Um, they bring a vet out to the property. The vet does an autopsy. I'm not sure if he does an autopsy. Yeah. Did he do an autopsy? Anyway, the vet comes out. He checks out the dead cow. And he declares that the, the cow died from stress-induced pneumonia. What? So something freaked the cow out so bad it died. So the team determined that the cow was actually just scared to death. Scared to death. But yeah. what's odd is that it seemed like the beam was pushing it down so that it couldn't get up. Right. And the, the beam, you couldn't see a beam, but you could see that there was something flying above it. And so another thing that's very normal when you find dead cows is that the the herd of cows will be as far away from that cow as possible because they're all freaked out. So there are no cows around her. They all took off. Yeah. So don't rely on a cow if you're a cow. <laughs> yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna stick around and save you for anything. They compared the UFO that was flying above the cow to that Tic Tac UFO that they saw off the coast of San Diego in mm -hmm. 2004. They felt like there were a lot of similarities between the two UFOs. When they scanned the dead cow with their instruments, they found that the cow had high amounts of microwave and gamma rays coming off of it. <laughs> there was no sign of an animal attack or any external trauma. So it had radiation coming off of it. And nothing else was wrong with it. There were parts of the property where the team was exposed to ionized radiation, which made a few of them very sick. The radiation on the property messed with their phones, drained their batteries, and dismantled their technology. The drone guy couldn't get his drone to work on certain parts of the property at all. Like some parts it would fly and other parts it wouldn't work at all. And he's like, this has never happened to me before. I've never been able to get my drone to fly. God, I wonder, you know, and you were talking about that happening even on the Skinwalker episode that you were doing. Yeah, yeah. So they're just finding it in live time yeah. as they're filming yeah. this happening. Yeah, for sure. At one point, they launched some rockets to measure the energetic signal that was hitting the ranch that they found was hitting the ranch. Um, and they found the further up the rocket went, the energy became more intense. Now that goes against the norm. As you build an altitude, the energy levels should decrease, not increase. Based on that information they collected, they were able to determine that there was an energy source in the sky somewhere radiating down to the ranch. They showed a diagram of how the signal was beaming down to the basin where the ranch is located, and it looks like a huge wall of beams of light, like a Hollywood premiere with those big spotlights. That's what it looks like. So then there were beams on that. Yes. Okay. Which they had to use, like, I think, infrared or whatever to see to the To find beams. that. Yes, yes. The team thinks that the basin is either acting as a reflecting dish or it's acting as a lens, and the source of energy could be coming from inside the earth up 
or it could be coming from the sky moving down, or both are true. Also, when they were launching the rockets, more bright, shiny UFOs showed up in the distance. They're like, don't you mess with those rockets. <clears throat> we're going we're gonna to yeah. come find they out don't what want this you, is about. They don't want you poking around in there. Right. <laughs> so here's where things get really interesting. Cool. So they used some ground-penetrating radar and discovered that there was something Penetrating's quite... good. <laughs> You're so bad. So they used ground-penetrating radar and discovered there was something quite large... No jokes. Quite large. Buried in the ground below the ranch. It was huge and football shaped, or if you will, saucer shaped. It wasn't shaped like a phallic dildo. No, it wasn't. <laughs> the shape <laughs> the shape runs directly between the two homesteads on the property, and they estimated it to be about a thousand feet long. So... Or keeping with the football theme, three point three three football fields long. That's how big it is. Oh my god, it's an alien base. It's an alien ship buried deep in the in the ground. And they're coming to Earth to do a rescue mission. Something maybe they're communicating with the aliens still living on the ship. So it gets even weirder. This is so weird. It's so weird. They even drilled on the property to see if they could get core samples of what was below them but came up empty. They brought two alpacas onto the property to see if anything weird would happen, which I have a problem with. Like, I love alpacas. I, who doesn't love a good alpaca? And Don't they put it out there. Exactly. Alpacas. They put an alpaca, two alpacas out there to like, well, let's find out what happens when we put alpacas. Cows like, are come fine, on. but alpacas. Know, right. <laughs> and after, um, I don't know, a couple of days or a week or something, the poor alpacas get attacked. And of course, the surveillance camera that's shooting their pen is not working. So they only have a very small clip of the alpacas, and you can't see what's attacking them. They say it's a big pack of dogs. So they run out there, and of course, Skinwalker Ranch lore has these big wolf-like creatures yep. that show up and attack the animals. Ghost dogs. So they have to run out there, and most of the dogs, they said, backed off. But there was one they had to beat off with a stick. And this poor alpaca had his fur and some of his flesh ripped out. He was all bloody and freaked out. They had to bring the vet out to take care of him. So eventually they moved the alpacas into another location. But I was like, this is terrible. Yeah, These I would poor think, animals. I think it would be very traumatizing to yeah. even see that yeah. on TV. But yes. it's a good thing that's maybe, you know, maybe it was a good thing they had some of their cameras malfunctioning. Yeah. So people couldn't truly see the gore, you know? I know. And, but the one area where they did have a little clip of, of the alpaca pen and they're running around, you can hear them screaming. It's oh, terrible. Okay. I don't it's think terrible. I can watch this. You, that's one episode I, you shouldn't watch because it's really, it's awful. I, I had a hard time watching it myself. Brandon Fugel, the guy that owns the ranch, said that when he bought it from Bigelow, that Bigelow's team, who he had employed to be researching and studying the ranch, said, and this is where things get even stranger, that at the second homestead, which is, at, I believe is where the majority of the weird stuff happens, that portals would appear. Portals? Portals in midair that appeared to show other landscapes and skylines. To another world through these portals that were difficult to describe. And was it a better world than our world? <laughs> sure, it probably was. Was it a uh, whole new world? Whole new world. They saw Aladdin and Jasmine. They were flying on their magic carpet. That's probably what they saw. So um, that's also quite interesting. That is very interesting. Well, I've seen those pictures online where people, I think it was 
where people were taking pictures of the sky and the clouds looked like there was an entire city of buildings, yes, like yes. ghost buildings. I've seen that. Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah, yeah it's weird. It it's kind really of reminds weird. me of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, they also found strange beams of light that would hit the property at night. The entire mesa would light up. They had no idea where these lights were coming from. So in the final episode, they sit down with the attorney general for the state of Utah, Sean Reyes, so they could explain what they have uncovered on the show thus far. And one of the scientists said that he had been contacted by the government to find out what they had been discovering at the ranch. Oh, now you got my attention. The mm -hmm. government The government knows. wants to know what's happening out there. So I just find Skinwalker Ranch to be super fascinating. Um, but that show, definitely watch it. it. There's a lot more that happens that I've even told you here today. But watch it and check it out because um, there's something very strange going on. And they have this guy. I don't remember his name. He's very handsome. He's got blonde hair. And he's like this, the main scientist guy that they bring in at the very beginning mm -hmm. to study the ranch. He's an astrophysicist, I believe. There's not many of them. Yeah. So. Astrophysicist, I think is what I'm trying to mm -hmm. say. Anyway, he's the one that's designing all these experiments to try to figure out what's going on. And um, he's even kind of baffled. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And he's not trying to say, oh, it's aliens. But he, but he, it's aliens. He, he's like, what? What else would it like? What's going on here? I don't know what's going on here. I, I mean, I find it hard to believe they don't. Why aren't they digging up the? Well, thing it's under huge. The ground? For one thing, it's huge. Could and be Noah's Ark. For like, another thing, know. when they drill down to get core samples, well, that's another thing they talk about on the show. Digging is bad. When you dig at the ranch, bad things happen to you. One guy got a, a huge uh, uh, trauma to his head. Like a brain, like a brain swelling happened to him when he when he was digging on the ranch. So other things that have happened when they dig on the ranch, bad things happen. So they, even the original um, owner when all this started, he had been digging on the ranch and his digger was fed up in a tree. So like they don't want you digging on the ranch because it opens the door up for bad things to happen. That's why they chose just to do a, dr a core sample. They drilled yeah. down for a core sample and then their drill got so far down it couldn't go any further. It like stuck something and it was too hard to go any further. So it came back up and it didn't really show them anything. So it's weird. And the are they going to have more episodes? I hope so. I hope so. I haven't heard if they're coming back for season two. I hope that they do because it's really just made, in my opinion, if if it isn't scripted and they're not making all this up for TV, if it is all legit research that they've discovered, it would make for a very compelling second season. But the fact is when they end the show talking to the attorney general for Utah, it makes me feel like if they're going to pull him into this, it's not just reality scripting TV. It's they have legit things that they want to share with him. Interesting. Yeah. So otherwise he's putting his credibility on the line by being on their show in the first place. Yeah. And you know, I think if it's publicly aired, I don't think you're going to just be out there pretending when Unless you're, you know the, the history and lore of Skinwalker Ranch and it would make a great TV show. And if you're out there and nothing's happening, you have to make some shit up. Okay. That's but then why. the For government ratings. but then the government shouldn't be That's why involved. having the attorney general on at the makes last it episode more legit. makes it a little bit more legit. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that's why I think having them on there is like, oh well maybe they're not making this shit up. I definitely think and the more I hear news about it. Um, I definitely think it is one of the most 
most mysterious places on earth. Yeah, it it's is. like a paranormal wonder because there is so much hot yeah. activity going on there. Yeah. Thanks, Holly. Thank that was you. some great Thank you, paranormal Carol. news yeah, for thanks. us. Thank you. And I've always wanted updates on the Skinwalker Ranch because I knew there was so much more about it. Yeah. Um, it almost made me want to do a whole new episode just devoted to that, but you've get you've made it even more fun well, because you. now we've we can actually binge watch all the episodes if we want. Right. I think we should do the question on perhaps what is that object that's the three football feels long. I agree. Under the ground at yeah. uh, Skinwalker Ranch. That's so interesting. I, I want to know what the cards say. Absolutely. Let's do a quick spread, shall we? Let's do we'll it. We'll be right back. Okay. Okay, we're back. Hey, guys. So um, I pulled three cards. Oh, wait. Do we want to announce what the decks are? Yeah. I'm using the Mythic Tarot deck by Juliet Sherman Burke and Liz Green. And the illustrator is Trisha Newell. Um, this is one of my favorite decks. I learned actually how to read tarot on this deck. So I pulled three cards from that deck to find out what's buried below Skinwalker Ranch. And I got the Chariot. Woohoo! The Six of Swords and the Six of Pentacles. So I got two sixes. Ooh. So the chariot basically means that's a, a vehicle for transportation. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I was going to say that could, couldn't be more clear. It could be more clear that it is absolutely a vehicle for transportation. Now, could it be a spaceship? It could. Or a could, submarine. Or it could be a boat of some kind. <laughs> yeah, it could be a boat. Um, from, you know, back in biblical days, maybe there was a water body of water or there or something there was maybe it's the ark maybe the ark from the bible <laughs> maybe the whole world was underwater maybe, maybe maybe it was um so anyway we start with the chariot so there is a vehicle for movement buried under the ground at the skinwalker ranch the next card the six of swords is a card of going from a turbulent place to a smooth place so Let's go with this idea that it's aliens. Mm -hmm. I believe this shows them leaving their planet because there's something happening that's creating a lot of turbulence and a lot of unhappiness, and they are going out to seek something new or to seek a resource of some kind. On our planet. On our planet, which ends with the Six of Pentacles, where they are looking for this resource. They're either asking for it or they're digging for it or they're... They're getting it from the earth. Or from or, alpacas. Or from alpacas. <laughs> so that they have something to help them, uh, their home planet, sustain life. That would be my guess. I think those cards were right on. I think it's amazing how they just yeah. told you the story right there. Absolutely. What'd you get, Carol? Well, I got, I think mine's, I, I don't know if the cards know we're, we're doing this together because mine almost seems like a continuation of the story of yours. I'm using the Gregory Scott tarot deck, which is a first edition deck that he developed. He's a tarot reader yeah. online. I watch a lot of his um, YouTube videos. He's pretty good. Cool. I recommend him. And he designed his own tarot deck. And I signed up for it as a first edition because he autographs them. So oh, nice. I have his specialized autograph on here. So cool. I'm going to use this as my reading. Okay. Um, I pulled the Ace of Wands, the Four of Cups reversed, and the Three of Cups. And so going with your theme, I believe that this creates excitement, mm -hmm. this find, yeah. this uh, 
great find that they're discovering underneath the right. ground. Right. The Ace of Wands is about passion and excitement. Cool. So whatever it is, the spaceship that they're going to find is going to bring so much excitement to humanity. And yeah. the Four of Cups is a reversal of boredom, which definitely would <laughs> definitely would have that happen. Absolutely. You definitely wouldn't be bored if no. you found a alien spaceship with new technology. Right. And then the last is depicting partying, you know, celebrating with the cups. The three of cups is all right. about good news, celebrations, happy times. Yeah. So I think in their friendly aliens, man, because even though they're kidnapping alpacas and cows, poor right. cows. Right. I think some of the technology maybe on board that ship could bring great celebration or even just the fact we now have proof. Yeah. Absolute proof. Yeah. yeah. Of this vehicle or this supernatural uh, entity going right. on, whether it's aliens or the Ark or something. Right. Right. I think this was a great spread today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it sounds like they like to drink and party. They do. I always knew that about them. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, uh, you know, yeah. they walk so strange. Yeah. Yeah. They're drunk. Yeah. Well, I would like for it to be aliens. It could be that it's just an old ship that people were using to travel with and look for work and help. But I ultimately want it to be aliens. And let's go with that. Let's, let's go with do that. Because yeah. it's definitely not a bunker, right? It's, I don't think so. <laughs> I hope not. It's football shaped. A bunker filled with liquor. No. <laughs> it's football shaped. So if you think about a big old ship, that would yeah. be kind of that same shape. It's Peter Pan's ship flying through the sky. Yeah. Somebody knew that. It's communicating with aliens in the sky. There you go. Now we just need to find a Simpsons episode that shows that also for there we confidence. Go. There we go. Because if we'll it's know on it's the true. Simpsons, we know, we'll know it's, it's true. true. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Have, Have a, good, a good, night. good night. So last week you bedazzled us with, or actually two weeks ago, you bedazzled us with many interesting paranormal topics. Bedazzled. Now bedazzled. that's a word. I like it. I think it, it's, um, it makes me think of a jeweled encrusted comment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I was thinking about, God, I said that kind of like, <laughs> loud, I, I, like pretty very much, explosive. <laughs> I pretty much swallowed my microphone when I did that. <laughs> I was <laughs> trying to get more comfortable. Beep, beep, beep. What predictions have been made and have come true for The Simpsons? Ooh, predictions. I'm going to say that again. Okay. Because I sound like an idiot. My muscles around my mouth get um, like, yeah, I need to stretch out my, my mouth. No jokes. <laughs> no jokes. Josh, don't, no you, don't you dare. Jokes. <laughs> it was huge and it was football shaped. It was huge. <laughs> Stop it. This is serious. All right, I am. Okay. Start this is over. a serious story. I'm Carol. trying to get scared here. I'm trying to tell you the aliens I... live in Utah. As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts and all dolls are definitely haunted. guys be sure to follow us on instagram our handle is at fireside phantoms if you have a spooky story you would like to share with us send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode